I forgot about yesterday. <laughs> what are you laughing about? We were James and I we were by the basketball thing at the outer limits, you know. And we were talking about the um <laughs> James is like there was this time when we were like in our early twenties and we were like going there. We were going there like a lot for like early twenty year olds to be at the arcade. That's a little old. <laughs> to frequent the well, I guess not. We had I don't know. Been like twenty, I don't know. We were like twenty four, but we were on our way there, and or we were there. We were trying to set the record. Really, it was just basically me trying to watch James set the record on the basketball thing, right? So you were and going to the arcade in your twenties a lot. I guess like that's more. That's not really that weird. I mean, yeah, for well, for our age group too, right? People but, were doing um, that with I don't know, like Mortal Kombat and. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. And, and so we're trying to set the record. <laughs> and James has a bad round. Or like a you know, it's like he got like halfway through it. He's like, there's no way I'm making it. And so he stops. But there's this little there's this, this kid must be like eleven that's watching us. You know, and his little kid voice is like, Can I try? You know, and and James is like, sure, man. <laughs> Very first shot. He shoots it and there's I, to give the kid credit, though, like when you're a little kid and you're trying to shoot a basketball, like you have to shoot it really far up, you know, <laughs> and he, the very first shot, he hits the crossbar that's like not even involved in the game at all. Way too high. It's like the cage on the very top of the cage, <laughs> the top of the cage and the ball. Well, the ball like defied physics because it bounced back like six million miles an hour and it hit the kids square. <laughs> like one of those things where like oh. one of those things where like you're like the head just like goes shoots back, right? Like <laughs> like his shoulders even got involved. <laughs> like he got hit back so hard. And it just like after it happened, James and I we looked, we like sat there in stunned silence for a minute and the kid just looked at us and it was all we could do to not just die laughing. And this kid is like, and James is like, are you okay, man? And he's like, I'm good. And then he just walks off and just leaves. And me and James just lost it, dude. We lost it. We died laughing. And so now every time this, I see one of those. Was this in the middle of one of James's like turns? Like he yeah, just paid to yeah. play, and then the kid just walks up and's like, "Can I try this?" Well, well, he like paid to play, but it like he just had a bad one, so he stopped shooting to wait for the next turn to start. You know, <laughs> okay. and so the kid was just finishing that turn. <laughs> well, that's, that's such a weird thing to happen, anyway. <laughs> I know. Yeah, the, and it was literally that whole in that whole place. It was me and James and that other kid. That was it, and all of outer limits. And he was just there watching. Oh, us. the embarrassment that kid must have oh, felt. I felt. We felt so bad, and we tried our. I mean, like I don't think I think we did a pretty good job of not just like dying laughing when he was right there. But the second he walked around the corner, like we lost it. This poor little guy. It was so funny though. <laughs> Never saw that kid again. <laughs> I guess that's a really good intro for a guest that we have today. We hit record and Tim had to tell me a story. And I'm glad. Mm. I'm glad he did. Yep. We were at, we, we, Andy and I went to an arcade yesterday for a five-year-old's birthday party. And Your. it just brought up some good old memories. My five-year-old. Yeah. Mac Daddy. 
Happy birthday to the Mac Daddy. Shout out to the Mac Daddy. Today's episode, we have another very funny human being, Dylan777, also the mastermind behind Get Lucky Outdoors. Dylan is the mastermind behind a lot of things. Actually, I didn't really realize how creative he was until we, when we got into this episode, man, he he's not only creative, but he's really smart about a lot of this stuff too, about a lot of the content creation and he's put it but the interesting part about it was that he had to put in so much legwork to kind of get to where he's at which is which was super cool man he had a lot of great advice for us to you know just based off of we're sort of in the same area as he is and we're always open to advice because we want to make things better and and dylan has been our guy that's for sure we also found out that kentucky is basically idaho but it's flatter and has horses so well more horses seems seems like we have about the same amount of cinder blocks holding things up too so that makes me feel better yeah it's a really common thing the cinder blocks we run into that the the structural integrity of cinder blocks is just it just amazes me you know you'd think for something you can just smash with a sledgehammer so fast that you know it just can hold up somebody's (laughs) entire livelihood (laughs) everything i've worked for is held up by about 16 cinder blocks and there, a lot of times, as we talk about later in the episode, parking other valuable things underneath things that are held up by cinder blocks. So basically, the entire world is held up by cinder blocks for some people. And you know what? That's okay. At least it's not communism. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dylan, uh, we're so happy to have you on here today. And we have spent some time thumbing through some of the awesome videos on your TikTok, which is a medium that none of us, I mean, well, I can't say that for everybody. I don't feel very comfortable posting stuff on. Talk to me a little bit about what that was like when you started doing that, when you started doing the TikToks and stuff. So I'd been making videos for a really long time and the TikTok platform come out and I fought it like the plague. If you go back, you can see that TikTok was around for probably a year and a half before I ever posted on it because, you know, it was the the kid thing mm-hmm. that all, you know, all the kids are doing it. So I was like, yeah, I don't want it. But I finally, I was like, man, I can use this platform to drive people to the other platforms that I actually care about more. So I just started making like little short videos, just, just playing with it at first to see like how the platform worked. And then I think if you actually look, there's about, which it's kind of skewed now because so many people have looked at the page that they go down and look at the old videos. But at first it was like 300 views, 300 views for about six videos. And then I done one of me singing and the one of me singing like a goofy little song, dude, I I posted it, went to sleep. I woke up the next morning and it had like a hundred thousand views and the page had like 8,000 followers just like that. And then from there, it was a snowball effect. I was like, oh, man, like this platform actually pushes you if you make something that's funny or relevant or that people like, which a lot of the other platforms don't do. So, yeah, man, like after that, I just started rolling them out. Things I thought were funny, you know, and it kind of snowballed from there. And now you're famous. Now I'm Internet famous. <laughs> now it's TikTok famous, dude. Yeah. I just watched the the one of you eating a Twinkie. That's like one of the more recent ones, like snack time. Uh, it's so funny because it just feels like people can either really connect to that, but even if you don't connect to it, they're all so funny that it's just like, that's your connection to them. 
Yeah, that's mostly the trick to it is making something so ridiculously funny that people have to like it or something that's extremely relevant to the demographic that you're trying to reach. Actually, what's funny about that video is if you listen to it, the audio that I used is Donnie Vincent, which is a really famous outdoorsman. What's the word? The biologist. He's like a biologist that goes up to Alaska and stuff like that. He's been on Joe Rogan like three or four times. I used his audio from a video on YouTube that he's like talking about how much hunting means to him and all that. And I was, you know, just trying to be funny. Like I'm eating Twinkies and drinking (laughs) Mountain Dew while he's talking about how beautiful the outdoors are. I posted that on Instagram. Donnie Vinson shared it and commented on it. Damn. A dude that's, yeah, a dude that's been on Joe Rogan several times. He was like, all right, this is pretty funny. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Oh, so your clip has been on Joe Rogan. No, unfortunately not. Um, but Donnie Vincent has seen it. Mm, dope. Which means Joe Rogan's probably seen it. You're famous. Just say it. You're famous. <laughs> How does it feel? It, it's actually uh, no different than before. I, I really don't ever get noticed. Um, I see people staring at me and stuff. Uh, I don't know if that's just because I look like uh, I'm drooling out of my mouth or <laughs> if they actually know me from TikTok. No, it's because it's because you look good. We're appreciative of the beard. Yeah. Yeah, I actually trimmed it back for a job interview the other day, so I'm kind of on a four or five right now instead of the big, mm. big bushy beard. Yeah. So Donnie Vincent has watched your TikTok, guaranteed for sure, and M Shadows has talked about you on podcasts. Like, how does that feel? Feels good, man. Something that I always say, like over and over and over, is they're my favorite band. They were my favorite band before they done like any of the stuff that they've done, and after they started doing all the stuff they do now. I'm like, man, how lucky am I that my favorite band is doing this stuff? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's nobody else on the planet that I would want to do the NFT project and stuff like that that they've done. And, like, the level of engagement, has it went from a really hard thing to do to be engaged with your fans to, like, man, they're so engaged now. And it's, it is so crazy. that Yeah. I mean, it is cool that it's our – I mean, yeah, it's been our favorite band for a long time, too, but – yeah, it's still it's still wild that I can send a couple of them, you know, messages and I I know they'll get back mm-hmm. to me within a few days and that's that's insane, you yeah. know. Like I try not to abuse it. <laughs> like Matt, Matt, I just took a huge dump, man. I just wanted <laughs> you to know. <laughs> the funny thing is you could like they're also down to earth and chill. Like you could tell them that in real life and they'd probably like high five you, be like, "All right, bro, good job." Like Yeah, you got yeah. a picture. I just took a dump bigger than Johnny Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I just send Johnny feet pics. We just send feet pics back and forth to each other as a thing we do. So you keg stand him, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. I picked him up. It uh it hurt my back, but he's not that heavy of a guy, but you know. <laughs> I herniated three discs, but it was <laughs> worth it. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned like one of your first TikToks that ever got pretty big was of you singing. Cause I think that was one of the first introductions I had to you on Twitter before we ever got to meet or before you know, we did anything IRL and I was like, damn, dude, I think you were driving around in your car. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like hitting some of the gnarlier, like high pitched parts of songs and stuff. I'm like, holy shit, Dylan. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, I don't know. I, I guess to where I, I was like doing TikToks and stuff and I was kind of already out there. Mm-hmm. You know, I just like singing. I don't do it. So people are like, oh, man, you're so good. I just <laughs> I don't know, it's fun. I just think it's fun and people appreciate it. That was another funny part too. Is like we knew you through the DBC and all that kind of stuff, and then 
you kind of kept this this TikTok hidden from everybody. And then all of a sudden we're like, yeah, yeah, I kept that on the DL, man. Everybody's starting to discover it. And I finally get the link and I go look at your TikTok page and I'm like, holy shit, Dylan. <laughs> Who actually found it first? I did. I, I was watching your YouTube stuff, which brought me over there. I was, <laughs> you, I, I don't I remember if you mentioned it in the spaces or whatever, but I was like, Dylan, when are you going to start telling everybody about your other online content? Like we were all just chatting in the Twitter spaces one day. Yeah. Yeah. I kept it. I kept it on the down low. Um, one person actually found it um, at New York. It was. Uh, That's what it was. Shoot, I can't ever. I can't ever remember his name. I'm terrible with names anyways, but I, I try to remember people like by their discord name because that way if I say their name, everybody will know who I'm talking about. I think it's Joe Shellis, maybe. Hmm. He's got the golden bat, and he was at the DBC party in New York. He had he had the hoodie on with like the big gold bat. Oh on his yeah, chest. oh yeah. I know who you're talking about. I went out and mm. ate pizza. I ate pizza with him and was just talking to him. And he seen the the logo on my hat. And then he must have went home and like looked it up because a couple of weeks later he posted in the Discord and he was like tagged me and he's like, "Holy crap, Dylan's famous!" Or something. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh, they found me," which I, I wasn't really trying to hide it, you know, but. I don't know. I just kept it. I kept it on the back burner for a while. One of the other things I remember that was our first introduction to you is we were in a Twitter spaces and we were talking. We just got on this huge potato tangent for like two hours, which ended up like destroying the discord. I thought we were going to be in trouble on that discord because everybody's talking about potatoes and all that. But then Dylan, I think it got brought up like somebody carve a deathbed out of a potato or something like it. Just jokingly, somebody like dropped that. And then yeah. I think Dylan, maybe three minutes later, it was quick, had like this potato <laughs> carved into a skull and bat wings. And it was just glorious. And it was like, it just blew me away. Yeah, that was so funny from my perspective because like I just had AirPods in. I was doing dishes listening to you guys. And somebody said that. And I was like, I could probably do that. <laughs> so I grabbed a potato out of the cupboard. Dude, my wife was in the shower. She comes in there and I'm like mid carving this thing with a little knife, just going at it. She's like, she just stares at me blank. She's like, what? <laughs> and I was like, don't worry about it. I was like, this is for my internet friends. <laughs> do you get a lot of your wife staring at you? Like, what are you doing? Or <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of people think like my TikToks and stuff are, uh, the depiction of her, which is, it's not accurate. Like anything, anything remotely true on my TikTok is a gross exaggeration mm. of like how she acts, you know? And some <laughs> of it's like not even inspired by her whatsoever. Yeah. It's just like things that I think's funny, like stories you hear about somebody's crazy wife, or, <laughs> you know, things like that. So you're telling us your wife's crazy. That's your way of telling us that your wife's crazy. She's crazy guys. <laughs> <laughs> Send help, please. <laughs> These Kentucky girls, man. These Kentucky girls. I bet, man. I bet. I guess we can tell people the name of your channels and stuff, too. Get Lucky Outdoors. Basically, how that started was I went to an archery shoot with a few guys, and I didn't know them. I had one mutual friend, you know, and he invited me because he knew I was a decent shot with a bow. And they were like, shooting at 80 yards just playing around dude i was just dropping bombs i was on point that day and they were like man where did this where'd you get this guy and they started a channel they invited me to join it i joined it and the channel kind of died 
And I was like, man, that's really fun. You know, like I, I should have been doing this forever ago because I've, I've always made videos and stuff like that. So I decided to launch this channel. I drew the original logo on a sticky note and sent it to my brother and my cousin. I was like, Hey guys, do you want to start a legit YouTube channel and start filming these hunts, make funny videos, whatever? And they were like, yeah, sure. So that was 2019, late 2019. And the YouTube channel actually started probably deer season 2020. We just kind of slowly built it and worked off of Instagram at first, just posting pictures and stuff like that. And like anything else, it just snowballed and it got bigger and bigger. Like we hit a thousand followers on Instagram and then 1500, 2000, stuff like that. But yeah, um, I lost my train of thought. That happens pretty frequently. <laughs> it's whatever you're putting in that mountain deer, bro. <laughs> yeah, too much Kentucky bourbon, man. Got fried out all my brain cells. It's probably that and like the meth smoke in the air here in Kentucky. Oh, no. <laughs> Kentucky really is just Idaho, bro. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, know, I know what I was saying. But yeah, so, you know, like the YouTube channel slowly grew. Instagram was growing. And then the TikTok actually came later. That's only been going on for 2021, I think, is when I started that. So, it, like, honestly, just barely over a year. I didn't even know you had an Instagram. I just followed it. Go. Stalker alert. <laughs> like and subscribe. Smash that like <laughs> button. Smash that like button. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's uh that's something like we've always tried to not do. Mm -hmm. Like my channel is the channel. I don't push any products, nothing like that. I think it's gross. Mm -hmm. If you like the content, you like the content, you follow it. Like I'm I never I'm never like, please, you know, like and subscribe. Right. Do my Patreon and all that stuff. You know, I just want it to be as organic as possible. If it never makes it, like which it's making money now and it's growing more and more with less effort than ever before i just i want to keep it like super organic which that's the way it's always been like i've had people message me and they want to they want to help me run the channel and they want to post like reels from other pages and stuff like that and i'm like no i'm not doing that like anything on my channel is going to be stuff on my channel mm. like i'm not posting anything from these other people just so i get five followers or ten what you know whatever i'm i'm not doing that so what do you think the key to that has been getting the growth to be less effort and more you know views and all that kind of stuff um it was definitely effort but like the the main thing for me, you know, like there's there's overnight stars and stuff like that, which TikTok kind of done that. But before even before TikTok, we grew that YouTube channel and Instagram all the way up to the point close to where it's at now. Just from putting out content that we actually wanted to put out for fun that we enjoy. Like that's the the biggest thing to me is and then that's, that's the way it's always been. It's just me making videos that I want to make for people that might enjoy it. I would say that's the biggest thing, like anybody trying to start something like that too, is make what you actually want to make. Don't follow the trends and BS like that. If you want to make a huge channel, I mean, you can, but are you really making what you want to make? You know what I mean? You kind of touched on a bunch of the platforms and I, I think I know what the listeners want. And so I'll ask, when OnlyFans? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, if you do... If you do a little digging, oh no, oh, God. <laughs> oh, you, might, you might find one. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Only Pete. <laughs> I kind of wanted to jump into the art side of Dylan as well. I feel like that's where a lot of people got to know Dylan. Started doing the derivative bats in the neon. That was a wild ride. What's crazy about all of that is I had never done digital art 
at all. Oh, interesting. Mostly anything that I've done growing up was just like doodles. I designed a couple t-shirts back when I was really young, just like local things that are happening or whatever. You know, they would be like, oh, he can draw, like get him to draw it for us and then we'll send it to a company that makes t-shirts or whatever. And I've done that for two or three different t-shirts, but I always drew, um, always been pretty pretty crafty, you know, with my hands doing like, I've made a bunch of knives. I've done a lot of engraving on like gun stocks, stuff like that. And I used to draw like crazy when I was younger, but kind of just stepped away from it because when you're 18 years old, you want a good job that's paying money, or at least I did. That's That was the main concern, make money, find something that I can make money at. And just kind of left all that behind. But once the DBC NFT project launched, they come out, I'm trying to think of the the actual lineage of like what happened first. I'm pretty sure they announced that they were going to get somebody in the club to do the art for Trashed and Scattered. And immediately, like when I hear stuff, man, my mind just like instantly starts coming up with like designs and things like I've always been like that. As soon as I hear anything, I think of like funny graphics and things. So they said that and I was like, oh, cool. I could do a, a trashed skeleton like make him have alcohol like all around him and his body parts just blown all over the bar, you know? So I was like, yeah, I'll draw it. I'll draw it on paper and I'll try to figure out the digital thing later because, you know, like I made the logo and a couple of of designs for get lucky outdoors. So I knew that I could probably figure out some kind of way to make it digital. So I drew it on paper. I downloaded a free app on my phone, redrew it on that app with a stylus, did you all remember ever seeing the styluses that I used? Yeah, mm-hmm. like cheap Walmart yep. trash styluses. Like the ones you get at the register on the way out? Yes, like the, exactly. Yeah, that, yeah. That's where I got them at, at the register. I seen them and I was like, oh, that'll help me draw the thing, you know? So I took it home and I just started into it, man. And it took me forever because I, I literally done it on an iPhone 8 or whatever it was at the time. I remember you sent it to me. You sent me like a preview at like 2 a.m. one day. Yeah, and uh, I posted that on share your creations thing on the DBC discord channel and a bunch of people liked it and stuff. And then after that, Courtney messaged me and she's like, Hey, they want to buy that off of you. I'm like, wow. All right, cool. So they send that in. And I was like, man, I could probably do a lot of stuff with this app. You know, like I can redraw my death bat or whatever. And I found a way to do neon like pretty quick. And I was like, I'm going to make my death bat look like a neon sign. So one thing led to another, just done it really quick, rough, took like an hour, posted it on the DBC and then as soon as I posted that, people's like, do mine, do mine, do mine, do mine. I'm like, all right, sure. You know, I'll do them. So they start sending them in. And I do like one turns into two, turns into eight, turns into 15, 20, 30. And I'm like, man, this is insane. And I wasn't charging anything. People would be like, oh, you got to let me pay you. And, I, and for a long time, I was just like, no, don't, don't worry about it. It's free. Like, I'm just doing this for fun. And I kept doing them. And then it kind of spiraled. And I was like, man, I could probably get an iPad an Apple Pencil and really lean into this because I've always liked drawing, graphic design, stuff like that. And I'm like, and it'll help with the brand because I can design our own T-shirts and stuff like that. Not have to fool with going through a graphic designer to do our T-shirts and whatnot. Like the one I'm wearing right now. Like that's all drawn on my iPad by me. Oh, wow. Nice. So, yeah, it was like it'll help the brand. I can do thumbnails for the YouTube channel. It just all all made sense for me to get an iPad and go through with it. Mm -hmm. So I took the money that Avenged Sevenfold gave me, bought the iPad, bought the pencil because I'd done all of the stuff originally for them on my phone. So then after I got the iPad, 
then I could really crank out neon stuff and I could get more in depth. I could go insane on it because like I've got this huge screen now. I'm not working off of a three by five iPhone screen and I've got a legit pencil that slides across the screen properly instead of that stupid rubber <laughs> stylus like sticking to my greasy fi- right. dude. I used to take my I used to take my finger and stick it on my forehead, get some forehead grease, <laughs> rub it on my phone so the stylus would slide around on my cell phone. Yes. Oh my goodness. I swear. That's hilarious. I went through like six styluses doing everybody's uh DBCs because I would tear them up. Like they would actually rip and stop working. So I had to I had to like figure out something. So I was using like forehead grease that way they would slide around on my phone. I love that. But yeah, after that, um, I finally got to the point I was like, I-, I like doing the 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 cheap, easy neon death bats. It's fun, but I I wasn't like at my potential, you know, to actually make a legit looking neon sign or whatever. So then I took my own death bat and I went crazy on it. I I went took my time, spent like six or seven hours on it and made it look like a legit sign hanging on a concrete wall that like flashed, you know, and people wanted that version. And I was like, I love you guys, but (laughs) these take like eight hours. (laughs) You know, I have a job that pays pretty good for my time. So I can't really spend eight hours on these things, especially with the amount of people that want them. So I started like actually taking time and doing those and I would just charge like, the way that I was charging was basically pay me what you can try to make it at least like worth eight hours, you know, and people would do, were doing that. And some people were going above and beyond and giving me way more than what I felt like it was worth, but I would mint it and actually drop it into their wallet. And that's what I'm doing now, which it's a lot less like the workload's a lot slower. I usually do like one, maybe every week or every couple of weeks, but yeah, they're actually getting them in their wallets now. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was a wild ride with the death bats. The neon death bats was insane. We should commission our uh, Sultans of Slack logo to be neonized oh, yeah. by Dylan. I can definitely do it. That would be so cool. Yeah, something I think looks really cool. And it's kind of easy to take the graphic that people already have, fade it out to where it looks like it's a sign, and then make the neon tubing above it. Kind of like the Joe Rogan experience sign that's like always behind him. Yeah. Like it says Joe Rogan experience, but it has like the neon tube and coming down and mm. like tracing the letters, you know, that looks really cool. Right. It'd be cool to get like a big neon sign made of it when we have like our own big warehouse that we shoot things out of. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like Get Lucky is just going to have to come up here too to Idaho. We'll just get a, yeah. we'll just get a big warehouse. We can just share it with them. <laughs> <laughs> Who done your all's graphic for that? It looks really good. That was Andrew. I love it. Yeah, that looks good, man. If you knew how I made it, it's not that impressive. But <laughs> <laughs> I think anything's like that. From the outside looking in at artists and stuff, you see what they make and you're like, man, that is so cool. I could never do that. But from my perspective, like I do stuff that people love all the time. And whenever I get it done, I'm always like, this is absolute trash. I hate this. <laughs> Why did I even think I could do this? I'm, I, I would say that most people that you look up to, as far as like artists and creators and stuff, they're probably in the same boat. Like they usually, at least for me, like I get things done and I always hate it, but people love it. So mm. you got to keep going, you know? Yeah, we, we have this conversation a lot about our voices because when you're just editing, and you know this, Dylan, but when you're just editing stuff and stuff for a long time, and hearing your own voice, it, for me, it, 
It's just really cringy. I hate the sound of my voice. Yeah. And so, yeah, I definitely know what that's about. We're our own worst critics, aren't we? And like, I just stumbled over the word worst. And I'm like, God, I hope we edit that out. But honestly, I kind of hope we don't. Yeah, I would keep it raw if I was you guys. Just do it. That's what she said. <laughs> yeah, keep it raw, baby. Jeez, yeah, um, we're being terrible, aren't we? Oh, my God. <laughs> One thing about the voices, like when I, I actually started this, doing videos and things like that and i would edit it i was like man there's no way i can post this like hearing myself but i done it i made myself do it and i don't know you kind of at least for me i got over that pretty quick like i don't care anymore i'll i'll post my voice on whatever it just don't matter to me yeah because everybody sounds a certain way yeah it's always scary I hate editing my own voice. I'm always like, oh. And then the problem I have is I just get crazy with cutting my own voice up to the point where I'm like, it's not even it's not even a sentence anymore. I cut too much out of it. Yeah, and <laughs> that's something I do. Like when we're editing um, or when I'm editing uh, hunting videos. So like typically, like when we go on a hunt or whatever, it'll be like me, maybe a couple other guys that's filming too. So I've noticed like when I'm cutting my stuff, and doing editing on like uh, clips of me, I'm hypercritical and I spend way too much time cutting out me like stumbling and like just like I say like or and or uh too many times. And I'm like, oh, I got to cut that out. I sound stupid. But the other guys, I'm like, man, these guys sound great. You know, like that, that's like it's in it's in your head. I'm sure they watch themselves and they're like, man, I sound like an idiot when I talk on there. But it's it's not like that. People don't notice that stuff. Everybody's you know, everybody's human. Just doing what we can. Yep. Got to not care what other people think. That's that's what it all boils down to. Shot, shot. Look at Dylan over there pounding whiskey in the morning on a Sunday. I don't know what you're talking about. Or, excuse me. It's the afternoon now. So you, do you have anything coming up? Like, are, is, are the plans to do like a 10,000 piece NFT project at some point? Something like, I mean, maybe not 10,000, but. I've thought about doing a collection like that. You know, like a profile picture collection, something along those lines. The only reason I don't want to do that for myself is because I don't really have anything to offer other than the profile picture. So what I would like to eventually do is find somebody that wants to do some kind of collection that has some kind of, you know, like the HE Creative did for Avenged Sevenfold. Something like that. I would I would love to do something like that. But for me, I just don't have anything to offer, really, like currently. Have you ever considered dropping some sort of a project through Get Lucky Outdoors? I have. Yeah, I have. I don't think it's currently at the level. I don't feel like it would go over too good. One reason is because, you know, outdoorsmen typically aren't too savvy with the Internet, <laughs> like such as myself. In Kentucky, they'd be like, what the fuck is an NFT? What in the gosh darn chocolate gravy is this? <laughs> well, they think we're from Tennessee or something. We don't know what that is. Yeah, so that that's one reason, which I could see the benefit. It would be We love you, Kentucky. We love you. Yeah, Kentucky's great. Like we, we sound stupid, but some of us are kind of smart. I mean, it's not it's <laughs> you know, it's not y'all's fault that the state slogan is five million people, five last names, you know? <laughs> Just kidding, Kentucky. Um, my wife got a uh a DNA thing for Christmas and I was like, Yeah, you probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> like, you might you might find something out that you don't want to know. Not very many branches on that family tree. <laughs> yeah. Time to call Uncle Dad. Yeah. Hey, our kid our kid has like all five fingers and ten toes, you know, or eleven toes. I can't remember. <laughs> five fingers and eleven toes. Is it yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> I don't want to get too much into it, but there's there's a lot of parallels between Kentucky and where we live. So 
I feel like that's most places, man. Like once uh, we've got a meme, we've got the Florida man thing is like a big meme. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Kentucky's known for bourbon, horse racing, and uh, Kentucky fried chicken and incest (laughs) (laughs) and meth and meth and meth. Have you all heard about like the blue people, the incest blue people? I'm pretty sure they're either from Kentucky or West Virginia. No, I don't know about that. Yeah, you should look into that. I've heard some West Virginia stories, but I haven't heard any Kentucky stories. Yeah, West Virginia dude is like right over there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. I go to West Virginia a lot on video games because I play Fallout. But other than that, mm. it's supposed to be after mm. a nuclear holocaust, but I don't know, you know. It seems like if I went to West Virginia, it might just kind of be that way. <laughs> <laughs> looks like looks like current West Virginia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. current West Virginia. Disclaimer: We love West Virginia too. <laughs> I don't. I'm Dylan Fields, and I'll, I'll publicly stand up and say I hate West Virginia. I hate you. Oh, no, I'm joking. <laughs> oh man, you just doxed yourself, homie. You did last name and everything. Dylan Fields. Jeez, that's all right. Uh, yeah, Fields. What a what a lame last name. What do you have coming up for? Um, Get Lucky Outdoors. Um, With Get Lucky Outdoors, summertime, since I've been doing like the graphic design and stuff like that, I want to actually try to do like spring designs, summer designs, you know, more more t-shirt designs because like the platform that we use, which is like the drop shipping companies and stuff like that, it's super easy to uh, make a design, put it up. If it flops, it flops because you're not out anything, you know, if people buy it, they buy it. And like any of our t-shirts, stickers, anything on our website is almost at cost. This has never been about making money. This is about making fun designs that people like. You know, the same motive that I've got for the YouTube channel. Right. Is like is the way I operate with the t-shirts and stuff like that. Like I made this t-shirt that I'm currently wearing, like the baseball tee with like the, you know, vintage looking logo. I, I done that because I wanted to, because I liked it. Like it's not even on the website yet. I made it for myself because I wanted it, you know? And that's the way anything that I do is, it's because I wanted to do it, you know? Where'd you come up with the Get Lucky? So I, I done the logo first. It popped into my head. I was like, how cool would a four-leaf clover be made out of deer antlers? It's like, that's, you know, no, I don't think anybody's ever done that. I've tried to find it online. Nobody else had. So I drew the design first. I sent it to my brother and my cousin, and we all started, like, mewing over what we were going to call it. We, we were throwing out names. Like, one guy, one guy said, struck lucky. Shoot, I can't remember them. It's been so long ago. I think I come up with get lucky outdoors you know it's kind of tongue-in-cheek because you're trying to get lucky outdoors and some people might take that a different way which is funny like i don't care take it however you want but yeah uh, we come up with that one and we like sent out a little poll to a bunch of friends and family and everybody's like get lucky get lucky get lucky you know so it it stuck i was like that's a great name i like it uh pharrell made a song called get lucky yeah that should be your theme song i used that daft punk get lucky song oh yeah it's pharrell and daft punk yeah yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> yeah. I use it on reels and stuff like that because you know that's the channel name. Did you guys see the the Sasquatch t shirt design? I just got finished. Yeah, I, I saw that. That was that was dope. Where's it at? You can probably find it on our on the website actually because I I loaded that up last night. It's kind of a secret. Like I haven't really announced that that shirt exists yet. I'm sure people will find it on our website because we get quite a bit of traffic on the website anyways, but I haven't like publicly said that this shirt is out there buy it or whatever. And it's, it's a big Sasquatch floating down the river on a kayak. It's hilarious. Dude. I love anything Sasquatch. I don't know why. Yeah, man. Actually, Pocatello has, and I'm, I'm not going to be able to get this guy's name, so I won't even try, but 
apparently we have like one of the biggest uh, Sasquatch researchers in the country that that lives here. Oh, so this dude, so he's he's a professor up at up at our college here, and he's he's the world leading anthropologist on Bigfoot. And so he doesn't necessarily believe in Bigfoot, but he's been gathering all of this data on him, right? Because there's like a video here, there's a video there, there's a, yeah. you know what I mean? All this kind of stuff. And so we will get some Bigfoot nuts coming through our town because it is, and dude, they get like, they get wild. The Bigfoot people, I mean, shout out to the Bigfoot people, but they get a little, they get a little wild. And we, somebody like filmed a fake Bigfoot video, not that far from here. Probably like, I don't know, Andy, you think it was like 10 years ago. Do you remember that with the drone? Oh yeah. Right. Somebody filmed one with the drone and like, bro, it was pandemonium <laughs> around here for a while. And then the guys eventually had to like yeah. say, Hey, we faked yeah. it type of a deal. Didn't, didn't Sasquatch have one of you two in a headlock at some point? I saw it on the internet somewhere. <laughs> See, speaking oh, yeah, of making videos, well, ours are actually stupid videos. Yours are pretty funny. <laughs> ours are not that good. Yeah. <laughs> white water squatching. I love that shirt. Yeah. White water squatching. If you're listening, professor, come on the podcast, talk about Bigfoot. Anyway, <laughs> I'll say this about Bigfoot. I've spent copious amounts of time in the woods, hours upon hours, and I've seen Bigfoot 17 times. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I've, I've never seen Bigfoot, guys. I've never seen him. I'm not saying he ain't there, but I ain't seen him. My dad kind of looks like Bigfoot. I got a dad like that, bro. <laughs> big squat. He kind of looks a little, he's a big dude. Yeah, we hear about sightings and stuff a lot out here. I've, I've also never, I spend a lot of time in the hills, mostly on mountain bikes or dirt bikes or skis or whatnot but never saw never saw bigfoot yet, yeah unfortunately what's really funny to me is like each uh each area typically from what i've seen has their own bigfoot legend or bigfoot story sasquatch swamp ape whatever they call it and around here there's a place called east bernstadt and like i live in london kentucky which is hilarious like <laughs> london you know london, but it's, yeah it, we have like we have like seven people or something like that. Hey, we have a Paris, Idaho. What's yeah, well, there's a Paris, Kentucky too, man. <laughs> oh my yeah, God. but anyways, like just to the side of London is a place called East Bernstadt. And East Bernstadt, there's a legend of this creature called Caleb. They just call it the <laughs> Caleb. Yeah, that's dude. the most Kentucky Listen, thing I have ever I heard. I swear they're extremely serious about. Oh Caleb. my like, God! I'm not joking. I know it sounds funny. But they are. I have two friends named Caleb. Now I can make fun of them. They have like a legit legend of the Caleb from East Bankstown, oh Kentucky. And apparently God. it's like white. It's got red eyes and it lives in people's barns and eats <laughs> eats people or something. Yeah. It's a it's a running thing around here. Caleb. We get a kick out of it. The Caleb. Hey, have you guys seen the uh, the advertisement for Cocaine Bear? Yeah. Based on a true story, bro. <laughs> yeah. Also, um, that bear is in Kentucky. The, the real bear is in Kentucky. Oh, no way. Yes, I swear. That's so funny. Like currently or that's where it happened? It might have happened in Kentucky. I, I'm not 100% sure, but I know the taxidermied bear is in Kentucky. Oh, the taxidermy bear. And at one point, like Waylon Jennings owned it or something like that. Oh, that's rad. Yeah. Hey, I got to take a quick break, okay? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead.
So, D- Dylan had to go poop. He's back. Welcome back, Dylan. I'm glad to be back. I don't know why, but since he had to talk about poop. <laughs> <laughs> While we're on the subject. Have you seen the reel on Instagram where the dude is like videoing his scale and it says before poop and it has the weight <laughs> and then it says after poop and he's heavier and then it switches to his face and he's got like brown stuff all over his face. <gasps> I love that, man. <laughs> I don't know why, but that is the pinnacle of comedy. Oh, whoever did that. Thank you. Cause that's provided me with so much entertainment. Yes, that that's that's funny stuff, man. That is so hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it weighs more. Which so. it's stupid because obviously you'd weigh the same if you just you know yeah. never mind. Yeah, I'm thinking like, you know, a pound difference or something like that, and then it goes up and you're like, What? <laughs> yeah, looking for that pound decrease and then it goes yeah, up. Yeah, and the camera angle, the camera angle that he does like on the second half when like the Chocolate puddings all over his face. It's like from down low. So he's right. got like a double chin. He's like, he's like, like oh, right. <laughs> oh, this has taken a turn for the worse. That's the way it's supposed to be. I love it. I love it's it. It's like old school spaces. Yeah, I, I love the old school Twitter spaces vibe. Potatoes and poop. And- it's actually kind of funny though. Cause like we've, we've had some ideas for funny videos and stuff in the past. And actually, I don't know. We've never taken advantage. We haven't taken advantage of the TikTok platform yet because, you know, Andy and I have made just a bunch of stuff forever. But to us, it's always only ever been funny to us. Like, you know, we will just die laughing at ourselves. And literally, I mean, you guys have probably all been in situations, me and Andy, where we just think we're the funniest people ever, but we're just not that funny. Yeah. No one else is laughing, but we're crying. Nobody else is, (laughs) nobody (laughs) else is laughing. But like, we need to like be more brave, I guess, and try to break out because like, like with your videos, when you make the funny TikToks and stuff like that, like what's your expectation? I know, I know exactly what you're saying. So like with me and my brother and cousin, like we've got some inside jokes and stuff that would never land with anybody else on the planet. You would have to have our exact background, our exact childhood, right. just for it to make sense or be funny. Like that kind of stuff. Like I could make the video and it would be funny for them. But typically, if it's something like that, I just I just don't usually don't make it. Um, I try to make things that are ideas that I have that I think's funny. That's a little bit more general. Um, it, but it, like, there's some stuff that I make just because I think it's funny. Like, I don't care if anybody else thinks this is funny at all. I'm making this video because it's cracking me up, and I do that a lot too. But yeah, I, I think having a balance. Like, if you only do stuff that that you think's funny, like that hyper funny thing to you that's funny to you because of a certain reason that nobody else has experienced in their life. It's probably not going to go over that, that well, unless it's just absolutely hilarious. Like that sort of thing. It's pretty hard. If I make a video to decide whether it's going to do good or not, because I've had, I've made some stuff that just blows my mind. Like I think it's the dumbest thing ever. Like this is a trash video. Nothing's going to happen. I wake up the next day and it's got a million views and there's like 500 comments on it. Something stupid like that. Or I'll make one like, this is hilarious. It's the funniest thing I've ever made. It better do good. And then the next day it has like 500 views. I'm like, what happened? You know? That's interesting. I think uh, I think the relatability is what makes people enjoy something the most. Bro, I, I, I can't get over that there's a cryptid named Caleb. Like, it, that's stuck in my brain right now. That's the funniest thing I've ever heard, I think. I have to pull that up. I have to pull that up. 
So out of all of your, um, while, while I'm looking that up, out of all of your digital endeavors, would you say that TikTok probably monetizes the best? Like if somebody's trying to get something going, is that probably where they should start? Like if they're trying to make a business out of it or what? Depends what else you got to offer. Like if you have a brand and you're trying to sell like a certain thing, TikTok's a great avenue to push that certain thing, especially if you can grow it to a point to where it's doing good like our t-shirts and stuff. If I do a video of me wearing one of our t-shirts, boom, we sell like 10 of those t-shirts, you know, just because a bunch of people seen it and you sell 10 t-shirts, 10 people are wearing your t-shirts. How many people seen that t-shirt? You know, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like, you know, the snowball effect. Right. As far as monetization goes from a strictly, you know, like a standpoint from looking at it of just the money coming in from that platform solely, like not any other added revenue coming in. YouTube is way more consistent. So if you have a hundred videos on YouTube that are doing fairly well, they're probably always going to do fairly well. Like month after month, year after year, you're still going to get close to the same amount of views on those videos forever. Like some of our biggest videos on YouTube, they're just constantly going up. They're always getting views and that generates revenue from ads. Uh, TikTok, if you make a really good video, it's going to be boom, you get your money two days of making money and then it's over. You don't continuously make money on TikTok. Like the best video that I ever done on TikTok was like 500 bucks, but that video got like 20 million views. If that was on YouTube, it would have been several thousand dollars, way, way more money. And continuing to go from there, not just... Yeah, it would never stop. Right, right. It would never stop. Like any of the money we get monthly on our YouTube videos is like the same 10 videos that put out all the money. They, they generate all the income. Yeah. And then Instagram, there's, there's ways to make money on Instagram too. Like as far as monetizing posts, doing like product posts, stuff like that. And I could do that. I get a lot of offers to do that, but I never do because it, it would have to be a lot of money for me to plaster other people's crap on our page. Like I don't, I don't want to do that unless it's, unless it's a partnership of a brand that I actually like and use, I'm not doing it. You know, man, if Sultan's a slack could get 500 bucks, though, it could pay for me to get a haircut or something. Finally, <laughs> maybe we could start doing some videos. Don't count on it. <laughs> and I think that's the, the common thing that we hear from everybody that we've talked to, right? It's like, well, I started this and I didn't, you know, I just wanted to do it because I liked it. I, I'm not trying to make money. You know, I'm not trying to, you know, I didn't do it with the idea of monetizing. I just did it because I love doing it and it just kind of caught on. And like everybody says that, like even even the bigger guys like the Joe Rogans and things like Joe Rogan had. He was just bullshitting around because he had extra time and, you know, him and his buddies got together in his basement. 15 years ago or whatever. And now it's the biggest fucking podcast in the world. So you still have to have, you have to have something that people want, like whether it be comedy, just entertainment, some kind of product, something, you know, like Joe Rogan, I listen to it all the time because he has crazy wild guests on that. I'd love to hear from like the, uh, mm-hmm. the outdoorsman people that he has on there. A lot of the comedians, cause it's just a hilarious episode. Like I'm driving around. Why not listen to something hilarious for yeah. three hours. See, and I, I bet you can relate a lot to like the Cam Haynes and the the Bow Hunters and the yeah you know, the people like that. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure I found Cam Haynes before he went on Rogan. That's the same with Theo Vaughn. Did y'all see the drawing I done of Theo Vaughn? No, but Theo Vaughn makes me laugh until I fall on the floor. You guys know him, Theo Vaughn? 
Yeah, yeah. The mullet dude, yeah. right? Yeah, you know, like his classic picture of uh, him and his mullet, and he's wearing like a denim T-shirt yeah. or denim long sleeve button down. I redrew it just for fun, turned him into a skeleton like around Halloween and sent it to him, and he shared it to his story on Instagram. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> he's always like, his his jokes always start out with like, well, there's this guy in my town that... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you gave him a nickel he would fart into a balloon and blow it up. <laughs> it's just <laughs> something like that. Like, yeah. Like that. Yeah. I, l- I love his comedy. And it's always like, it's like, yeah, it's always like, Oh, this could be a normal story. But then there's the, there's like one line that just makes it like just the most absolutely absurd <laughs> yeah. thing ever. Yeah. I got a friend that, that literally has the exact same sense of humor and like comes up with just outlandish stories that might be true. Probably <laughs> not. You know, he does yeah. the same thing. He could That's be a comedian. The ticket. It's yeah. like the ticket is, is that it might be, tr- it's probably not true, but that might be true. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, there's no way that guy has that many stories about Billy Bob that lived down the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's Yeah. Where is this town at? I, yeah. saw him, I saw him talking about one the other day and he's like, well, I, I grew up in some dude in my neighborhood, man. He would, he would pay me to bury his poop in the backyard or something like that. It was just kind of like, what the freak? Like, where's this town? Yeah. He's hilarious. (laughs) He, he actually posted, uh, or actually said in a podcast not too long ago that he was looking for somebody to, uh, edit like short films, TikToks, stuff like that for him. And I sent him an email. I I actually applied for it. I was like, yeah, I'll try it. That would be awesome. (laughs) You'd be the perfect guy for that. That's what I was saying. I was like, man, I got a successful TikTok. Come on, give me a shot. You do, actually. You have a successful life. We're we're big Dylan fans. (laughs) When are we going to get to see you again, man? Are you planning on doing any of the DBC parties coming up or maybe catching some shows? Or actually coming to Florida when you tell me you're going to? Hurricanes scare us, Kentucky folk. We're we're used to just (laughs) wind. We don't, we don't include the water with it, you know. If it's just a tornado, we don't care. You, you can watch a tornado. You can watch where it's going. You can be like, oh, there yeah. it is. You there it went. Anticipate it. <laughs> <laughs> it's going right for Lori Sue's trailer. It's going to take her out. <laughs> and I told them when they built that, when they put that thing there, they didn't anchor it down good enough. <laughs> four, four cinder blocks is not going to do it, man. <laughs> Or it's like one of those trailers that we see around here. They're like 12 blocks high, man, on like a hillside. I don't know if you guys experience that, but in Kentucky, they will put a trailer anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) What's the thought process behind putting them on stilts, though? The floodplain? Yeah, probably that. And also that if they own a chunk of land that's like in a straight up ravine, like a holler, they, they don't have anywhere else to put it. So they, they I guess they asked the good Lord to figure, <laughs> to figure out a way to get the trailer in there. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, you could store stuff under there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They can park their, uh, they can park their Polaris razors. That's, that's the, what we see around here. You'll see like a dilapidated trailer. And then a $40,000 Polaris Ranger sitting outside of it. <laughs> or like a Camaro. Oh, that, yeah. yeah, that happens here a yeah. lot, too. Like somebody, uh, it'll, it'll be a trailer from the 1970s that hasn't been updated once. And the, it'll be like a <laughs> Ford Raptor with a lift kit and all that stuff out. Like the truck is <laughs> three times the price of the, the yeah. mobile home. Yeah, all of their net worth is in their truck. And I was in the AC industry for a long time and I was in sales and I would go out to these mobile homes and like you can bring up on the the property appraiser's website, like the estimated value of the buildings that are on the thing. 
And it'll, you know, you go to some of these mobile homes and this is nothing against that. You know, I lived in a mobile home for a while when I was growing up, like I'm not dogging on it, but it'll say the estimated value of the building is like $3,000. And here I am selling them a $7,000 air conditioner. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. They'll be the first ones to just snap it up and not even worry about it because being hot in a mobile home is way worse than being hot in like a brick and mortar house, you know, <laughs> like no, no hesitation. They just like go under their bed, like next to their stack of rifles and just pull out a big wad of hundred dollar bills. Like, here you go. I'm yeah, like, oh my crack God. money. Yeah. And crack money. Don't smell it. You'll get high as a cop. <laughs> that meth money. I, I, I carried it back to the office and I was like twitching when I got back. Like I was, <laughs> Yeah. Tell you what, Danny got a lot done that day, though. <laughs> I did. He man. was extremely productive and amphetamined <laughs> up. Yeah, they were like, uh, "We need you to go. Your your next call is about thirty minutes away." And I just took off running like Forrest Gump. You know, <laughs> Danny just ran there. Just start calling you Dan Fetamine. <laughs> uh, you asked me, Andy. You asked me about shows or like any DBC parties coming up. Yeah, um, if if they do announce one. I hope they kind of move them around like instead of doing the same places over and over. Like, I don't know. Atlanta, Georgia would be like a, I imagine a pretty good place. Maybe mm-hmm. Louisville, Kentucky kind of doubt it, but that's a hopping place too. Um, as far as shows go, I'm, I'm super excited to get this tour out so I can decide which one I'm going to go to, you know, how about you guys? Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to, uh, I'm, I'm just excited to whatever show really, but I know that that tour is going to bring a lot of our friends together. So I'm excited to see that tour drop. If there is a tour, it hasn't even, it hasn't even been announced yet. We don't even know if it's actually going to happen or not. Yeah. What all have they announced so far? Like a couple festivals. Yeah. They, really. They've yeah. got the welcome to Rockville festival in Florida and then the country hick thing they got going on in Ohio or wherever that is. Yeah, they got that one with uh, whatever that dude's name is. I can't think of it. The guy with the hair? Yeah, yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah, that guy. But no, yeah, I'm hoping to get you back behind a bottle and maybe passed out in a bathtub again, like New York. Let's <laughs> go. One, one can only hope. <laughs> yeah, I hope they do some. I hope they do some more parties around. I'll definitely try to go to them. My my guy in New York is probably moving. I, I feel like he's moving to Arizona though, which would. Hmm probably be pretty close to you know the other stuff like how soon <laughs> just kidding <laughs> andy and i are gonna be there next weekend so <laughs> oh yeah y- do y'all remember Corey, so. the guy that was with me in new york yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah he's he's living there currently but i'm pretty sure he's got an offer to either go to arizona maybe texas and one other place i can't i can't remember for sure but um. he, he's definitely he said he's definitely going to take one of them, so we'll see. Yeah, Arizona's not too far from us. My parents spend they they snowbird there in the winters, so you'll have to come. You'll have to come out. We'll meet up with you. We'll kill a thirty-two pack. Yeah. You had to come. You'll have to come down to Florida and try some of our myth. It's really good. <laughs> that air conditioner myth. That's right. Salty. Got that salty air to it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Think think saltwater taffy only like way stronger. I did find uh I did walk up on some meth bottles one time. What's a meth bottle? Like a bottle of meth? <laughs> um it's like the one step or two step meth they call it. They take like a Mountain Dew bottle, you put in battery acid, dry oh. it up. Yeah. You shake it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we walked up on a bunch of those one time. For sure. Yeah, the um SOS pad thing too, right? <laughs> yeah, like there was it, it was wild. We left stat. <laughs> yeah we had a really horrible meth epidemic in idaho in like the early 2000s and so it was like houses were burning down everywhere and people getting arrested yeah i think they've and, gotten better around here 
I think they've gotten better around here. I've not heard of too many trailer explosions lately. Yeah. Yeah. We had a lot of those. Dude. We had a lot of those. I was working at a Walgreens after high school and a dude was trying to make it in his pocket of his jacket and lit himself on fire in the Walgreens. <laughs> Mixing meth in his pocket. Oh my God. That is hilarious, dude. <laughs> there's still, there's still burn marks on the floor in that store. Like when I go visit my mom and we go to Walgreens, there's, there's still a burn mark on the floor. That's crazy. It's wild. I want to know where he's at now. Probably in a better place. <laughs> yeah, Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Cost of living's a little cheaper. You can buy batteries and Drano cheaper up here. <laughs> Apparently, you could just buy a trailer and some cinder blocks and literally put it anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Where there's a wheel, there's a way. It's funny because trailers have wheels. <laughs> well, Dylan, bro, do you want to plug anything? Tell us about anything you got coming up. If you're an outdoorsman, check out the channel. Get Lucky Outdoors. You can find it anywhere. If you're just a fan of the art, Hit me up. I'll draw you something. T-shirts and stuff are on our website, getluckyoutdoors.com. How can they hit you up? You can hit me up via Twitter, Instagram, almost anything. Um, probably Twitter's the best route, which is just Dylan777Art, A-R-T. My guy. Sick, bro. Thanks, man, for coming on. It was a fun time. Yeah, absolutely. We'll have to do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Holler at me. I'll come back. Yeah, for sure. Come back and talk meth again. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>